Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad to have you with us here today in the House of Faith. We're coming to you once again from the future home of Legacy Church here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. We're in our little uh, makeshift studio right now, but it's getting the job done and we're, we're talking to you and we're so thankful that you're taking time to tune into this broadcast. We are excited about the good things that are to come though. I mean, the Lord is really helping us. We're making good progress in our buy up and build out progress. Project. If you don't know what that is, we are in a 30,000 square foot facility here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, and we have released faith for $100 a square foot. And we believe that when that is completed, then this whole place can be paid for and we can have the sanctuary built out ready for church and some other spaces in the building as well. And man, we are making awesome progress. I want to put this on the screen for you right now. I mean, look how far we've come. Can you see that? Look at how good God has been. And if he's gotten us this far, he can get us all the way to the finish. And uh, you are welcome to be a part of this project with us. As a matter of fact, we would ask you to go before the Lord. Find out if you've got an assignment, not just with us in this, but in your own life. What has God called you to buy up? What has he called you to build out? He wants you to be a part of kingdom progress with somebody somewhere. And if it's not here, that's between you and the Lord. But I'm telling you, it's with somebody and it is somewhere. Find out where you're supposed to be partnered and get involved. And if you are uh, supposed to partner with us in this, then do it. Get on board with us in your faith. Get on board in your finances and do what the Lord would have you do. A number of ways you can contribute to this project. If you want to give online, you can do that at LegacyChurch.Family. And you can check out the latest progress right there as well in the project. You can give via text message if you want to. You can text LTV and any dollar amount to the number 28950. And that is, of course, for those of you watching inside the United States. If you'd like to write a check, make it to uh, Pearson's Ministries International or PMI. If you want it to go into this buy up and build out project, just mark that on your check somewhere and use the address that you see on your screen. And our accounting department can process that, get it right into this project. And you just stay tuned and watch how good good God will be, how good he's al already been, how good he always will be. Praise God. We thank God for the good things that he's doing and the greater things that are yet to come. If you've got your Bible, I want you to open with me to the book of Galatians, once again, chapter 5. And if you were tuned into the broadcast at all over the last several weeks, then you know we've been in a study and in a series we're calling Free People because that's who God created us to be. That's the life he intended for us to live, the life of freedom. It's what he gave man in the garden. He gave them authority, and with that authority came freedom. And he told them, of all the trees you may freely eat. But of course, you know he, he did point out to them that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he said, don't eat that one, because in the day you eat of it, you'll surely die. And people look at that and think, God, why do you even put it there, man? I mean, listen, if you didn't want them to eat it, don't plant the tree. But you have to understand that if you and I don't have a choice, then we're not actually free. And God's man couldn't be free unless he had the choice, the opportunity to choose freedom. But you and I both know what Adam and Eve did with that choice. They were, uh, uh, Eve, excuse me, was deceived, Adam was not, but they sinned. And when they sinned, they let death in 
and they turned all the authority that God had given them, they turned all that over to death and they became slaves of sin and death. So when they lost their authority, they lost their freedom. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God that he went to work right then, right there on his plan for our redemption. And that when Jesus came, his life and ministry on this earth was all about one thing, our freedom. It was about giving us our freedom back. And his death was about one thing, our freedom. His resurrection was about our freedom. His ascension and the ministry that he has right now at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us, is about our freedom. And he purchased our freedom at a high price and at a high cost. And this is why Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, that we've looked at so many times together over the last several weeks, says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, that's freedom, by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Now, I know many of you watching this, you're watching inside the United States. Some of you are watching outside. We're known here in America for our freedoms, the freedom that we have to worship, the freedom that we have of speech, of, of religion, of press, the freedom to assemble, the right to bear arms. All these things are freedoms that we have in this nation. And for many people, that's what defines us as Americans. But even if you are born into the freest country in the world, if Jesus isn't your Lord, then on the inside, you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner of sin. You're a prisoner of death, of fear. You're a prisoner of condemnation. You're a prisoner of your own worry. But for you and I, as born-again believers, if we're going to walk in our freedom then we're going to have to find out what we've been freed from. And that's why I list, listed some of these things for you. These are just a few of the things that Jesus freed us from. And we spent our time over the last several broadcasts, last several weeks, talking about God's desire and His willingness and His ability to bring us out. Jesus said, I am your good shepherd. And we looked at what He said in John 10. The good shepherd calls His sheep by name, they recognize his voice and he leads them out. Out of whatever it is they're in that they need out of. That's what the good shepherd does. And that's what Jesus is doing and has been doing from the moment you made him the Lord of your life. He began right then leading you out. Out of sin. Out of darkness. Out of death. Out of sickness. Out of poverty. But he, he led you out that he might lead you in out of sin into righteousness, out of darkness into light, out of death into life, out of sickness into wellness and wholeness and healing, out of poverty into more than enough. Jesus led you out that he might lead you in. And we've seen it from scripture after scripture, God's desire to see you be free. We talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago on the broadcast what our freedom is for. I believe it was last week's broadcast. What our freedom is for is to serve. That's why God has created us to be free. And if you missed any of these broadcasts, let me tell you, go back, 
Go back to pearsonsministries.com. All these broadcasts are there. They're on the Legacy Studios app. They're on our YouTube page. They're basically anywhere we can find a platform to get them to you. They're on our podcast, and they're all free. Get caught up with us because what I want to move into this week and over the next several weeks is looking specifically at those things that we've been freed from. Because this scripture says, don't get entangled again with a yoke of bondage. If you don't know what you've been freed from, then you will end up right back in that same prison, even though Jesus died to set you free. Even though he rose again and stands at the prison walls that he's torn down and the prison doors that he's opened, declaring, proclaiming, you're free, you're free, you're free. If you don't know what you've been freed from, you are destined to live in that prison for the rest of your life. So you want to live in your freedom? Find out what you're freed from. I want to begin with this part of our study by going to the book of Romans, chapter 6. And I want you to believe God with me in the, in the minutes that we have here together because this is so big and there's almost no way around it. You can pick verses out of Romans 6, out of Romans 7, 8, even chapter 5, but these things were written for you to understand them as a whole. These things were written for you to grab a hold of this whole thing. And of course, we don't have time in the few minutes that we have on this broadcast to get into all of it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, go back, look at Romans 5, 6, chapter 7, chapter 8. Take these things as a whole because these words are so anointed and so inspired by the Spirit of God. It's the whole new covenant. It's our whole life in Christ Jesus and in what he's done for us in just a few words. And in chapter 5, you, you get a really crystal clear picture of what I was telling you that happened in the garden, the Garden of Eden, when Adam sinned. And what happened was he gave over that authority that God had given him. And when he lost his authority, he lost his freedom. And the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin. So you see, that's what happened when Adam sinned. Sin got in and sin was like an open door for death to come in. Death was never a part of God's plan. He said, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. He's saying to us here that this is how death got in. This is how sin entered the world and spread throughout the world. Sin and death. When man, when Adam gave away his authority, he enslaved himself to sin. He imprisoned himself to death. And until Jesus, this is what Romans 5 is telling us, and I'm going to try to summarize it with just one statement here. Until Jesus, death was the man. <laughs> until Jesus, death reigned over all. Death was in charge. Death called the shots. Death was the warden of the prison that held man captive until Jesus. But Jesus ruined all of that. Jesus ruined death forever. When he set us free, 
when he liberated us from the prison of sin and death. See, death, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the broadcast to come, but death hung out over the head of every man. And it wasn't, it wasn't just dying and the, the, the ceasing to exist physically. It, it was the fear of death. It was, it was the sting of death. It was the pain of death. It wasn't just what death did to the person that died. It's what death did to everybody else that was still here and remained. Until Jesus, death was the man. But Jesus ruined death forever. By doing what? By dying in our place and liberating us. And that's why Romans chapter 5 talks about the overflow and the abundance of grace. He says in verse 17, if by one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Death used to reign, but Jesus ruined all that, and now we reign over death in life through Jesus. Therefore, verse 18, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, talking about Jesus, many will be made righteous. That's us. We've been made righteous righteous, not through our act of obedience, but through Jesus' act of obedience. And we were made righteous, which means Jesus must have got us out of prison. We were held in a prison of sin. We were held captive and enslaved to it, but through one man's righteous act, we were liberated from that prison of sin, and he made us righteous. He said in verse 20, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I want you to keep reading into chapter 6, and this is what I want to get to today. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? You know, there are people that, that claim they've heard preachers say that, so-called grace preachers. But listen, I have never, and maybe they're out there, but I've never personally heard anybody, especially not anybody who's having any kind of impact on the earth or in the things of God, claim that you and I can keep living in sin just because of this thing called grace. Man, you got to be a special kind of stupid to think that that's what God intended. Do we keep living in sin? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, that's not the grace message. That's not what anybody in their right mind is saying. Be careful that you don't accuse somebody of saying something they didn't say. Don't put words in somebody else's mouth. If you're going to sit in judgment over something somebody said, you better know everything they said. The other option is just to keep your mouth shut. I might go with option B if I were you, because that's not what the scripture said. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, certainly not, he said, verse 2. How shall we, here we go, how shall we who died to sin 
live any longer in it. What I want to talk about on this broadcast today, remember, what are we establishing here? You want to live in your freedom? Find out what you're freed from. And I want to do my best to take some of these things in order, but what you and I need to see and understand and believe is that Jesus has freed us from sin. We are free from it. You and I are no longer slaves to sin. Now, I I understand we miss it. I understand we commit acts of sin. I, I get that, but that does not change the fact that Jesus freed us from sin. It, man, it takes an open heart to receive and understand these things. And it takes you believing it and saying it by faith. I am free from sin. Sin has no dominion over me. Sin has no power over me. I have been busted out of the prison of sin. Even while you're in the middle of doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, looking at something you know you shouldn't be looking at, spending time with something you know you shouldn't be spending time with, if you will put these words in your mouth right there in the middle of it, it'll absolutely free you from the act of sinning. Because what Jesus has freed us from is not just the act of sinning, but the the prison of sin itself. Here's what you need to understand about it. And this is where the revelation, if this will set in as a revelation in your heart, it will absolutely free you from sinful habits and sinful ways of speaking and thinking and acting and living that maybe you feel like you've been locked up in for your entire life. This revelation right here will free you from it. You ready? He said, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Look at verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Here's the revelation. You ready? This is what's going to free you from that prison. You're a dead man. This is what frees you from the prison of sin. You are a dead man. You are a dead woman. You're a dead person. You may be going, I don't look dead. I don't feel dead. My heart's still beating. That's not what I'm talking about. If you identify with Christ Jesus... In other words, if you believe what he did on that cross, he did in your place and for your sake, you identify with him, then the scripture says you were crucified with him. Right here in this very place where we're reading, you were crucified together with him. This is how sweet this deal is that God has made available to us. That all we have to do to be freed from this prison is believe what Jesus did. It's called the righteousness of faith. You believe that he did what he did on that cross and he did it in your place. You believe that the punishment that he took was actually yours. It was actually mine. And if you believe that, then then in the eyes of God and in heaven's records, it's recorded that 
you died. See, what we're going to find out here in Romans chapter 6, by the very end of this chapter, the last verse in it is, it tells us this, the wages of sin is death. In other words, when sin got in and it spread to all men, it required somebody to die. That's what sin required. The wages of sin. Somebody's got to die for this, is what sin said. And it was right. Somebody did have to die for it. But if you read this verse through what Jesus has done for us, then you can read it like this. Not just that the wages of sin is death, but you can read it like this. The wages of my sin was his death. He took that for me. So that satisfies the requirement of sin. Sin saying somebody has to die for this. And you can stand up and say, somebody did die. And I believe in that death. But not only did he die for my sin, he was raised up again for my righteousness. Oh, come on, I'm free. I am free from the prison of sin. Sin has no power over me and sin has no power over you. Why? Because heaven records it. You died for that. Heaven has it that you paid that price. That that price has been paid. It doesn't have to be paid anymore because you identify with Jesus and you've been justified. You've been made righteous in the eyes of God and sin has no power over you anymore. That's why this gift of grace is so much bigger than the sin that entered through Adam. The grace that entered the world through Jesus swallows up that sin. So if you understand that, you don't really spend time asking, oh, does that mean we get to sin now? No. If you're still asking that, then you don't really understand what happened for you. You don't really understand what happened to you. You wouldn't be asking that. You wouldn't be looking for a so-called license to sin. As my grandfather said, people have been sinning without a license for a long time. And people see that as liberty. They see that as freedom. To sin is not freedom. That's slavery. That's actually what these verses go on to say in chapter 6, verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. Listen to me. You think it's freedom that you can just sleep with whoever you want to sleep with? You think it's freedom that you can do to and with this body whatever you want to do with it? That's not freedom. You're a slave. You're a slave to lust. You're a slave to the passion and the desire of this flesh. That's not freedom. It's not freedom to be bound by your thoughts and you can't look at another person with purity. That's not freedom. That's slavery. And Jesus died to break you out of that prison. The scripture says you are a slave if you present your body as members of unrighteousness. 
But instead of doing that, with this same body, turn to God and say, with my freedom, I enslave myself to you and to righteousness. I'll go where you want. I'll do what you want done. My life is yours. Take it. Do something with it. You're free. That is freedom. I said that is freedom. You want to know how to walk in your freedom? Find out what you've been freed from. And you, my friend, are free from the prison of sin. Thank God for it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit PearsonsMinistries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.